Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, oh, oh what a night. <laughs> You say something? What a night. Um, yeah, there seems to be something in my throat. Man, I, it's, it can happen now. It can how, happen. How is it that you sound normal? You are bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready to do the show, and I am an absolute wreck. I mean, I'm a fucking savage, first of all. And I think we know that. And uh, second of that. all, yeah, I'm ready for tonight, too. We got a cracking game. I mean, oh, this is a Seahawks podcast, but... Yeah, oh, come on, bro. Yeah. We gotta send it one more time. So, oh, we will. No, don't worry. I'll send it without a voice tonight. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, uh, I'll do the screaming for you. We've been partying, guys, because uh, I'm up here in Seattle. Producer Katie's up in, here in Seattle for this crazy sports weekend, and we've been partying. And uh, speaking of parties, just real quick, shout out to everyone who came out to Ryan House in Seattle. We were able to raise over 500 bucks uh, for Special Olympics Washington with the raffle and, and all of that. So it was good to see and meet people and do a fun live event for the first time. And they'll only get bigger and better as they go along, Lofa. Oh, yeah. But shout out to everybody. Shout who out came. to the Ryan House, too. Absolutely. And then, of course, there was even more, <laughs> even more. <laughs> I'm struggling, guys. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm trying to get through it. He's getting, getting teared up over here. No, there was just there. Well, <clears throat> last night I, I did. I did get teared up. And we'll talk about all of that uh, at the end of the show. Maybe we'll touch on uh, Matt Hasselbeck's uh, ring of honor enshrinement and all of that, because it was a huge night for the Seahawks. Uh, uh, and of course, there was the game. But Lofa, you want to get it started? Do it, partner. All right, buddy. Let's hit the theme song. Let's get this crowd going now. Come on, get him up, get him up, get him up. Hawks on three. One, two, three. Oh. Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hawks. I'm just about that action, boss. He takes the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy catfish. Yeah, that's great football now. Go to work now. Keep playing. Who's got my back? I got your back. Trouble plant, thunder, all one when he plays. Russell looking. Go Russell scrambling. Hump faking. Go still looking. Now he spins out. We got a fly, baby. 40. Down the far sideline. He's still moving. He's gonna go. Yes. Go. go! 20, 10. They do it again. Touchdown! 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 Seahawks! It's the Seahawks podcast. Oh, no. On the Believe Sports Network. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Seahawks super fan and uh, voiceless Brett Davern. Thank you, producer Katie, for the water. Uh, he is Seahawks legend Lofa Tatupu. Ah, I'm going to struggle my way through this one, guys. I'm struggling my way through. My mom and dad are here. They're sitting in, yes. listening live uh, in the room. But, um, guys, big time sports weekend in Seattle. And uh, it ended sort of. Uh, with a Seahawks loss that we must get into on today's episode. The Seahawks were a couple of missed field goals away from getting back into the W column, but they came up a few points short. Lofa, 
we got to go through it, man. And we got to talk about the upcoming game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You ready to do that? Let's do it, brother. Okay. You guys can email the show anytime, seahawkspod at gmail.com, or also follow us on all social media at Believe in Seahawks, spelled our way. Hopefully, as I keep talking, the voice will warm up and, and uh, finally catch up. Uh, live reads. Live reads. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. The best place to put a wager online is BetOnline.ag. Uh, looking over the email, Lofa, Jimmy Betts says uh, Jacksonville at Seattle minus three for Seattle with an over-under of 44.5. So I don't know what you think about that. but I think they think it's a must-win. Got real thoughts. Uh, you can put those over at uh, betonline.ag, everybody. Use our promo code. Is it still believe 50? <laughs> I don't know. It's or did you change it on me? It's believe. B-L-E-A-V. <laughs> Thank you, Producer Katie. We're back to, <laughs> to just believe everybody. Unbelievable. <laughs> Pun intended. All right, well, let's get right into it, Lofa. Um, <clears throat> sorry, everybody, I'm struggling. Uh, clearly, the Seahawks lose to the Saints on Monday night. Lofa, your thoughts. Talk for me, please. Uh, I mean, you know, it was an ugly game kind of start to finish. Yeah. Um, 13-10. It was a very low-scoring affair, which we were wrong on our prediction um, <laughs> from a week ago. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's really because um, – the, the the type of football we're forced to play right now with Russell Wilson out is grind. We got to grind out every minute, every second. And uh, because as you have seen, when they're not on the field for 80 plays, um, the defense holds up rather well. So um, we tried. I know it wasn't pretty with the stats rushing wise, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. 2.2 per carry or whatever. And uh you know, but it was necessary to at least drain some clock because it was about 32 to 27 in terms of time of possession. And that I'm not going to argue with because we need our defense to be as fresh and as healthy as they can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, we, we get right into Geno time, right? Uh, second start in a row, um, you know, because he came in during the Rams game. But uh, third time when he's got the game on the line at the end, chance to go win it. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. But just, you know, just about his game overall, 12 of 22 for 167 and a touchdown, no interceptions. I mean, most of the yardage came on the one big play, yeah. 84 yards to DK. So, yeah. I mean, he only completes 12 passes for the whole game. Lofa, your thoughts on, on Gino's game? Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for him because, you know, um, he he hasn't done anything. You know, I know the fumble from a week ago and even the interception to end the Rams game. But, you know, he's given us a chance. He really has. And um, and that's what you, you want in the back. We hope they only have to play a couple games and that they keep you competitive and possibly win. And we've had our chances to win these games. So um, he didn't turn the ball over, which, you know, that's that's what we need. It's going to be required. And we need to start getting more opportunities on defense. But from an um, overall standpoint, only criticism was maybe he held the ball a little too long. Um, you know, protection was pretty solid all night. It wasn't. It wasn't a case where guys were just coming free completely. He had like maybe one, and then that was probably the the, the Jenkins one at the end. Uh, it was yeah. a bad sack. He knows he like he sees the guy coming free. You got to get rid of the ball. But there's a couple yeah. times he just held on a little too long, and he's got you got the happy feet and the the, the pocket and protection was clean. You could you got to step up in that pocket and you know and then just 
do a check down. I mean, you saw Jameis all night, Kamara, check down, check down, check down. And I mean, one of them, four yards, it was just like, it's there with Homer, especially Homer, man. I, I really just, I don't get this. I mean, it, 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 we saw it starting with Russell Wilson. I mean, how, <clears throat> how many times have we talked about that he's got to get rid of the ball, you know, holds mm-hmm. on for too long. And we thought maybe it's just a Russell Wilson centric problem. But now you got Gino who, you know, he comes out, he rips it, he ripped that first pass to DK. Mm-hmm. We get the ball out early. We look good. As the game goes on, he tightens up, holds on too long. And now we're seeing it happen, like I said, with Gino, not just with Russell. So is it something in the Seahawks? Why do we, why do all of our quarterbacks sort of fall into this? And, and when we're playing other teams who like Gino, I mean, he's just, or uh, sorry, Jameis. He's just getting it out, and that's what we want to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, in Russell's case, there's been how many how many times have we said, no, 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 oh, my God, yes. <laughs> and uh, so that's, you know, you you can't – you take the good with the bad when, when it comes to Russ. I mean, there's so many times where, you, you know, you're like, oh, you just got to get rid of the ball, and then, you know, 60-yard touchdown, you know? And so – No, I know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's something that they'll address. I guarantee you it's something that Pete and Shane will be talking to him about. It's like, hey, man, like – you had this, and I mean, I'm telling you what, for as decent as Jameis played, he he missed guys all night. There were guys running scot free. Yeah. Um. I was when I went back. I went back and watched it again today, and I mean, there were several guys he missed that are just standing there, with nobody around him, arms up, like, "What's up? Like, where's the ball?" So, so to you, you think this is a problem more uh, with these two players, Russell and Gino, and not with the system? Well, it's a different system, so I mean, I don't, I don't know where where you really uh, put the I'm focus. Just saying, it is two Seahawks quarterbacks in a row, I mean, so it seems to me that when we play these other teams where they get the ball at early, <laughs> it must be about our players, then, right? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but um, also, yeah. you know, defensively, yeah, the Saints, they're pretty good defense. They're solid. They took away the run game completely, um, <laughs> even though we did try to at least, you know, help. You know, because even on on the long pass DK, that was off play action, and it it, it it brought a couple guys up, but it was just shot down the sideline, and it was just a great uh, effort by uh, by DK. Well, let's talk about DK because you know, I mean, that first pass, I was like, wow, DK is going to go for like two fifty today, you know, and felt but like it. Only ends up with two catches on five targets. Um, you know, he had eighty four yards on the one catch, and then I think the remainder for that other catch was eight yards. So. What's up with that? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if they started, you know, helping out in coverage or, you know, going more too high, um, cover two and quarters, given, you know. And Lattimore, is, he's a hell of a competitor, man. He's hes fierce. So, uh, you know, you, you got your work going uh, cut out for you when you face a cornerback like that. It looked like DK was under his skin early. You know, he gives up the 15-yarder the yeah. when we were backed up on the goal line. And I thought right away, I thought, okay, DK's in his head. He's already had the one long touchdown. This is going to be the game where DK Metcalf just absolutely goes off. And then, you know, I mean, he had the five targets, but five targets for a guy like DK Metcalf in his third year is ridiculous, I think, from a play calling standpoint. It's the, it's what's being dictated. I mean, what, so what do we, we had 22 pass attempts total. Yeah. So, so we got about a quarter of them, you know, but it's still, I know. It's 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 the game we're forced to play right now is what I'm trying to say is because otherwise you would love to see ten targets for him ten targets for Lockett those that's what they both you know should be averaging and then everybody else you're going to get three or four touches 
But, um, you know, but we did. We, we, we made, remained true and tried to get that ground game going with Collins. I think he had 15 or 16 carries. We probably had close to like 25, 30 carries as a, as a team. So, like I said, I know it's not pretty, but we have to grind these wins out until yeah. Russ comes back. Oh, I hear you, man. And Alex Collins, he's got to be in the ice tub today, right? I mean, he was just yeah, – I mean, he, that guy, he does not avoid contact, and he was getting a lot of contact. And, man, he, he was trying, but, it, you know, we couldn't yeah. get him. Yeah, Alex had a really solid game. He, he made a lot of no gains, turned to four or five yards. That third and one, he, he had an opportunity to cut it downhill, and you just need one yard, and he kind of danced a little bit, and um, we got stopped. That, that was just pretty big. Uh, what about Tyler Lockett? I mean – two catches for 12 yards only targeted three times. I mean, you pointed out the lack of attempts, which is a great point by you, but only two, two targets for Tyler Lockett. He's got to have more, or sorry, three targets, but yeah. Got to be eight to 10 of the, if you're going to throw it 22, 22 times, you know, him and DK each need a third. So, you know, like about seven or eight of those both their ways, because they just do big things after the catch with it. And so, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's unfortunate that he didn't get the, uh, the volume that, you know, he, he needs. Now, from a personal standpoint, it was interesting because producer Katie and I are there at the game in the stands. We're in the 300 level rocking it. Uh, what, three, three, section 326, I think, 328. Shout out. Yeah, um, shout we out were, for sure. I heard you. Yo, man, we were having a good time, man. That's why I have no voice today. <laughs> we're having a good time. <laughs> um, but on a personal note, producer Katie and I also happen to be playing a fantasy football game against each other in our league this week. Ooh. And uh, Tyler Lockett was the only player she had left. And I was up on her by four points. Oh, and I would have loved nothing more than to lose because Tyler would have gone off. Yeah. And I, didn't, and I ended up winning the game. Four points. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Man, that's tough. Sorry, Katie. Interesting uh, little game on the side. Uh, yeah. Let's talk, let's talk defense, man. Oh, before we go there, I'm I'm first in that league. Yeah. Okay. Now we can talk defense. <laughs> You're in first. I'm in third. Where are you, I'm in third. Where are you? Yeah, I'm at the bottom. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Lofa defense. Yeah. Can Can you take it for me? I don't, I yeah question yeah i mean yeah you give up 13 points you expect to win an nfl game yeah, and right. so um and again we were on the field for what 70 70 ish plays i think something like that which is a lot of volume but it was only 30 minutes of clock so it was almost pretty even and you know that's what i'm talking about the wear and tear on guys um you you, you saw us get worn down in those tennessee games in the you know even minnesota right and so um, I'm encouraged that the offense is helping us out as much as we can. Now, what we need to do, we need to take the ball off them. We need to get more takeaways. Absolutely. The, Pete has preached this since college days. And when we were winning championships, when Seattle was winning champions too, they were dominating the turnover margin. And so um, we did. We got one fumble. I don't know if it was Blair. Um Blair, Blair and Wags got there. Um, I mean, if Blair didn't get it, Wags was coming with that 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 haymaker, uh, that peanut punch. So it was just good to see that the intention, the intent was there in in the minds of some of these guys. I saw them, you know, punching and scratching to get the ball out, which that's been missing the last couple of weeks. And, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, look, I, I thought defensively, I was encouraged, like you said. You only yeah. give up thirteen points. You know. Yeah. I mean, you should win that game and. Uh, they're getting some sacks. They were getting after them. Uh, the turnover, 
Um, but you know, we missed two field goals. I mean, right after that turnover, the fumble you're talking about. Yeah. Then you know we take a sack. I take think, a sack. Up and then yeah. miss the field goal and just it, it was tough because I feel like the defense did show up. I I want to give them credit. I mean, yeah. even on that long, long drive where they converted two fourth downs, we still only end up giving up a field goal. You know. Yeah. So shout out to the defense. I think. And I think I think we had a chance that um was that the in the first half or whatever. If Brooks, if Brooks comes down with that ball in the end zone, um, oh, that's huge. Um, so, I mean, it's uh, we're, we're close. They come in bunches, they say. So, hopefully, we get like three or four per game the next next few games. But it's, it's always a, a telling factor. Um, and it's something that, you know, we lived on um, in, in, Pete, in Pete's days at SC and then here when, when uh, Seattle was at the top of defensively. Well, a guy who needs some turnovers in the next few games. It's time to talk about Jamal Adams again for the third week in a row. Lofa, how many tackles do you think Jamal Adams had in the game? Um, I'm going to say at least six, seven. Two. How many assists do you think he had in the game? Um, hopefully five or six. Zero. Ooh. How many sacks? No, I know that one. Zero, right? Zero. How many interceptions? How many fumbles? Zero, zero, zero. Mm-hmm. Guys, he had two tackles for the entire game. I mean, maybe one. Oh, and no pass breakups, by the way. No, none officially. Mm-hmm. There was the one long pass down the sideline. The guy didn't catch it. Jamal kind of got there late. I mean, he was coming, but the guy didn't catch the ball. It's not a true pass breakup. I mean, Jamal yeah. Adams, guys, like, what is going on? I mean, I, I just keep waiting for the big play for something to happen. And it just yeah. came in and came out. It doesn't even just a sack or even half a sack at this point. I mean, well, come on. He was, he was, uh, it was, he was noticeable in the run game though. And we did shut down that run game. So um, I saw him in so the backfield. He's not making a tackle. He's making an impact. It is, okay. you know, it, it's, it's called like a disruptive miss. So okay. like you get in the backfield or, you oh, know, I, I saw. It. Yeah. A disruptive miss. That's what I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what my, that's what my teacher said. But it's oh, no, no, get... that was mess. That was disruptive mess. So, <laughs> my bad. Close. <laughs> my mom, my mom from the corner reminding me it's disruptive mess. Okay. Oh yeah. No, this is a mess. So it's like there was even one. He he beat the block, got in the backfield, made the running back stutter his feet, and then someone else came and, and got the guy. You know, I mean okay. he was right there though. And that that is putting the pressure taking the fight to them. And so I think he saw that there's another time he made the tackle, but there was one where, you know, everyone's going to get on him like, Oh, you got to make that tackle. I mean, I, yeah, I get it. I know, you know, I know what the average fans thinking in terms of like, okay, highest paid safety, you got to make that tackle. But there's a lot of guys that don't put themselves in that position. They don't get back there. You know, they'll wait for the ball to break and then they'll just make a tackle three yards down the field. And so I want the aggressive guy. I'll go, go get it. You know, Oh, sorry. Producer Katie muted me so I could cough, and then uh, we weren't in sync on coming back online there. Uh, great teamwork, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, I mean, I, I just it, – it's something we got to keep talking about because I know – I'm with you. I hear you, all of the above, but the guy is the highest-paid safety in the league. He deserves to have the spotlight on him, right? And so mm-hmm. it's something we got to keep looking at and talking about. Um, uh, let's move on, though. <clears throat> Officiating. Again, um, man, we get a sack. I think it was on a third down. We're getting them off the field. 
And then here comes a flag for a roughing the passer yeah. on his back. What is going on in the NFL? I mean, unless it's a face mask or a horse collar or a clothesline, I don't want that called. And I don't think average NFL fans or even not average NFL fans, anyone who can see realizes that that is kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, it didn't on some replays, it looked like it was, you know, the crown of the helmet on the other ones from the back view, which is where I think the, the flag was thrown. It looked like he hit him in the chest. So, you know, I don't know, maybe, and I know it's kind of slack, but slowing down the game, you know, to review them. If we can go back to that, you know, the pass interference was reviewable. I mean, it's just, this is, we were off the field there. Right. And, um, you know, if anything, yo, Bobby's got his leg, blow the whistle. <laughs> like if you yeah, want to protect, you want to protect the quarterback, blow the whistle. Well, later in the game, or I don't, I don't know if it was later or before, actually, I don't, the timeline is all off for me, but there was one point where Gino, they got him by the leg and someone's coming in over the top and there's no flag on that one. I mean, it's just no. the inconsistency and I get it. The game is fast and I, I know all of the variables. I understand all of that. I'm just saying that if you're going to call one, you've got to call the other or maybe not call any of them or review them or something. But guys, when it's a clear sack, and the, the quarterback still has the ball and the defenders are going after him. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, what do you want them to do? You know? And, and, yeah. and that was a chance for us to get off the field. And that's what bugs me the most. Yeah. You know? so, I mean, it's, it's happened so fast, you know, in, in, yeah. in, in Blair's mind, you know, cause I think it was Martin Marquise, you know, he's not thinking like, Oh, let me like use my shoulder and like, no, get him down. He's a big quarterback, you know, that's strong. James is strong. And so, um, I mean, I, I don't know what you want to teach. You want to teach, hey, go go for the ball. Like if he's if someone's holding him up, just go for the ball. I don't know what else you you know because it's it's I just mean, getting a little ridiculous. You have to start putting a red, you know, practice jersey on the practice jersey. And, and, and at that point, don't even put a helmet on. Don't be to put anything on. You'll be the designated quarterback. No touch. You know, go out yeah. there, distribute the ball. I mean, what do they want? Yeah, I, I mean, in that Texans Cardinal game, there's a guy came scot free up the middle, and you know. Um, Kyler just like kind of ducked, and I mean it was it was just a good hard hit, and uh, and they threw a flag on it. I couldn't believe it. <sighs> um, uh, not a good encroachment penalty by Al Woods on the on the field oh. goal. I mean, I, it gave up the first down. Yeah. That one was a real backbreaker, and we just have these in such bad moments, don't we? I mean, it's never a good time never to have a penalty, <laughs> but fourth fourth and five. It allowed him to, to chew up another, what, minute, minute and a half o'clock. And it's just, you know, um, I know we weren't able to do anything with it, but it's just, man, you never know if it's if he misses that 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 kick, right, from, yeah. from, from that distance. Yeah. Anything else you want to go over from this game before we move on to the next one? Um, yeah, Alvin Kamara, my God. Like, <laughs> we, yeah. we can't get out of here without talking about that guy. Well, I mean, how do you not cover him? They, they were. We started doubling him. That, that's <laughs> wow that, yeah and i mean we put one of our best athletes um neil on him and one of our toughest competitors right and like it's just honestly if you go back if there was a way to put ugo on him um you know then i think that's what you we we that's the best matchup but again he might be a little too strong for ugo it's just a it's a it's a mismatch nightmare um i would have trusted bobby with him but I mean, chasing him around all game, it would have, you know, we need Bobby to do other things. So it's like, I don't know if we want to waste our best defender on him like that. How in the world did the Seahawks not run a similar game with their offense where 
the quarterback is able to find the guy underneath in this, in, in a similar fashion. I understand that we don't have Alvin Kamara. And no, I know. He'll do as much afterwards, but it's just God, watching them do that to us is the most frustrating type of football to watch. Oh man, the ones that do it the best, like the Bills. Yeah. I mean, if you watch their offense, they are sending three deep, like almost every play, like on nothing shorter than like eighteen to twenty yard routes. And guess what? That leaves man to man. And if you don't go get your guy, so there's like there's a timing principle, especially on the goal line. Jameis dropped the ball, had time to pick it up. Huh. scramble out to the side and get it to Kamara. And like, so, you know, the timing principle there, especially when you're tight quarters, the, the, in the red zone, the secondary doesn't need as much underneath help because the windows are so shrunk. They're, they're tiny now. They're way smaller than they are out in the field. So in your head, when that guy breaks, it's man coverage, go get him now. And we were no, on both guys, the tight end too. Uh, we were eight, eight yards away from our initial coverage. And so, um, just, you know, coverage principles got to be a little tighter, uh, literally. I mean, we got to get to our coverage, but, but I, I can't take away anything that Alvin Kamara did, man. He's, there was times when we had him covered, still caught it. There's times where, you know, we yeah. had him dead to rights. Oh, yeah. He made you miss. And I mean, he just, I was just, I was happy. We held him to like 50 yards rushing or whatever it was. was oh, like, yeah. that, that's a win. I mean, if you show, if you showed uh, some of his highlights from that game to someone who didn't watch the game, you'd think we lost like forty-four to ten. You know, yeah. Um, the fact that we held him to thirteen and he was so productive is kind of a miracle. But so um, my thing but, is, with, with oh, go ahead. You want you want to finish that? Oh I, no, I was going to move on to something else. So well, so go ahead. well, no, we have that guy, and he's not. Look, I know I'm going <laughs> to probably take take some shit for this. Travis Homer against. Who did who did he play? We played somebody home, Tennessee, and it was like two minute drill. When we executed the most beautiful two minute drill I've ever seen, right? He caught one in the flats and outran the corner. And I was like, okay, wait, that's a different gear of speed that not a lot of running backs have. Like he beat them to the corner and he beat them so bad that he's like, well, I'm not going to step out of bounds. I turn it up for another eight to ten yards. And so, you know, protection first, right? And but once you know they're not bringing, get into your routes and get into the checkdown. And like the checkdown, even uh, Peyton and uh, Eli on their show, they were over and over hammering like, "Oh, throw the checkdown, throw the checkdown." And of course, you know Winston was, and he was a lot of success. Yeah, I was the other thing I was going to shout out real quick was, and we've been calling for it on this show. So shout out to Gerald Everett. They were using him in some unique ways. Even they were mm-hmm. even handing it to him on an end around, and he got like twelve yards. Guy's a beast. We need to use him more. Nice to see him get used a little bit yeah. there in the game. Um, early thoughts on Jacksonville. Usually, guys, we would put out two episodes, but you guys can hear my voice. Uh, so let's just talk about Jacksonville. We'll put out one episode this week. Keep it rolling. We'll hit you guys next week with two episodes as usual. But um, Lofa, early thoughts on the Jacksonville game coming up. They come into Seattle, and uh, we're 0-3 at home for the first mm-hmm. time since 1992. So how are we going to get that W against Jacksonville? I haven't seen a lot of them, but I mean – they got one win, two wins. How many do they got? They can't be. I believe they. I'm not sure what they did this weekend because we've been running no, around. But I think, they, I think they. I think we caught another team off their bye week. Is what I think. Oh, okay. I think okay. so. They're well rested. Awesome. Uh, whoever makes the schedule hates us. I mean, <laughs> it's like this happens every year. Guys, two um, cracking games. One Seahawks game. The Sounders played this weekend. I'm playing Katie in fantasy football. I don't know what Jacksonville did this week. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think their last game was uh, against Miami and London, and they pulled out right. a nail biter. So, right. um, you know, Irvin looks 
mad right there. Uh, Trevor sure. has a great head of hair. I mean, if we're talking about the pictures, that's that's what I'm going off of right now. But um, yeah, I mean, we got it. This is a must win. All right, I'll put it out there this before you a, even ask. Capital M U S T, right? All caps. Oh um, man, caps lock that thing. Let's go. Right. Um, yeah, dude. I, <laughs> what? So I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna have to go check up their uh, their stats real quick because you know well, I was. I will give my score prediction as we do every weekend for the upcoming game. Um, here's mine: the Seahawks need to win this game sixty-eight to nothing, and if they don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I'm predicting an absolute blowout win. I think Geno Smith throws for four touchdowns. I think that Alex Collins runs for two more. And I think we wax the, the Jacksonville Jaguars because Pete is pissed. Ken Norton Jr. has got to be pissed. Shane Waldron, is at that higher so far, is an absolute dud. So he's going to be motivated. Uh, Waldron's going to go from dud to stud. And we're going we're gonna to mop the floors with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what's going to happen this upcoming Sunday at – Lumen, don't call it CenturyLink. Don't call it mm. Quest Field. I'm still vamping for my man. Do you want me to vamp some more? Um, <laughs> I can if you want. I think no, we're good. I'm looking at him now. Three interceptions, two okay. run back touchdowns. I don't know. <laughs> Going to get a third of the ones he predicted. I like it. Hey, I like it. Um, I think Jamal gets a sack. I think he takes down the bo- the blonde bombshell known as uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think uh, Jamal's going to get his first sack too. I mean, they. They've played everybody very close. Um, well, actually, well, it's preseason. That doesn't count. But, um, you know, they do the two games that, you know, they, they kind of got beat up on, Cardinals and uh, the Titans, you know, mm-hmm. two teams. Well, one that we've already faced and then one that we will be facing twice. So, um, yeah, there's cause for concern there now that I look at it. Because, you know, when you get to the – not until you get to like halfway through the season – seven eight games or seven and a half or what is it nine these days i don't know 17 games <laughs> eight and a half right <laughs> but when you get to the halfway point yeah when you get to the halfway point you can look back and you can kind of see okay who's done what versus whom right and were they quality wins were they close wins um and then like i said you're going to see like some teams that they start to separate but um there's gonna be teams that get blown out and like especially right around this point that's what I'm really encouraged by by us. We're, we're in all of these games. Right. The sign of a bad team is they show up one week, they just get blown out the next week or two weeks. And uh, so I'm very excited to see that. Uh, yeah. But like I said, there is cause for concern because not without knowing where they rank statistically, they're, they're doing some things out here, man, even at one and five. Yeah, well, the Seahawks look up. The only the, some silver lining, if you're looking for that, is that I think there's six teams in the NFC right now that only have three wins or or less, or, or or maybe that don't even have over three wins or some something like that. So I mean, the Seahawks they they're only one game out of a playoff spot, even even being five games back in the NFC West. So I mean, playoffs are still there; they're still in play, and they got they got to go get it starting with this weekend. Um, let's move on to our zone, zone in segment <clears throat> while I take a drink real quick and Katie mutes it and I cough. Oh, wait, we didn't, sorry. Before we move on the Lofa, we have to get your prediction for the game. What's the score? Well, I think we're going to have to go with the same game plan. I'm going to go low scoring. Um, it's not going to be 13, 10, I don't think, but 
you know, maybe like 18, 14 or, or 17, 14. Um, it's going to be low scoring because I think it's going to have to be. And, um, you know, they do have a, you know, formidable running attack with, uh, Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was looking at one game, he had like 150 versus the Titans. Why, why is he only getting 15 carries? I mean, that's ludicrous. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going 17, 14 Hawks. Okay. Well, let's, let's zone in, um, because we got some stuff to talk about from the game last night that didn't happen on the field. We zone in because Lofus company is zoned in CBD. Will it help my voice? Could I get a tincture for this I mean, thing? Couldn't get any worse, bro. <laughs> yeah. go, get, go get some oil. Yeah. Go get some oil. I'll lube this thing up. Yeah. Uh, zoneincbd.com, everybody. Use the promo code. Believe, B-L-E-A-V. For 20% off your purchase. Um, okay. Aside from what happened on the field last night, Lofa, at Lumen Field, how cool was last night? Man, it was lit, as the kids say. Yeah. I'm at Lofa's, uh, Lofa's quarterback, uh, number eight. Matthew Hasselbeck gets uh, up into the ring of honor. And Lofa, I mean, you know me. I'm a huge Hasselbeck fan. Uh, always was. You know, you guys going to the Super Bowl and all of that. And, I mean, he's your guy. Uh, go ahead. Just heap some praise on your guy. And and, and then I'm going to talk about how lit and fire his speech was. Yeah. I mean, it was just epic, man. Um, me and Matt both grew up in a small town back in uh, Massachusetts. He's from Norfolk. I'm from Plainville. It's known as the Tri-Town because there's also the great town of Rentham that we represent. And so to see someone that you grew up with and then someone that you played with, you know, achieve such an honor, the ring of honor, man, it's incredible. Um, and it was, you know, just like watching Hutch go in the Hall of Fame. We got to see my guy Hass, you know, going to the ring of honor. So it's been amazing, even even – you know, the, the wins notwithstanding, it's been amazing uh, at Lumen this year. And so, um, but I got even a surprise myself because I was in the booth and I didn't know that the sign was right oh. there. So I just, I, yeah, I rolled all the way down to the bottom, you know, just cause I wanted to get a good seat and I was recording it. And then they're like, Hey, love, help us lift this. And I was like, yeah, what is that? I was like, Oh, that's the sign. That's the, <laughs> that's the eight. That's the Hasselbeck. Yeah. So I was, it, I got a pleasant surprise and uh, I got to help lift it. That was totally not planned. I just didn't even know. I was like, I was wondering, I was looking around. I was like, where, yeah, I was like, where is the spot? Where's his name going? And I couldn't find it for an obvious reason. It was right under me. Um, but uh, it was, yeah. And then you got to meet him, man. I mean, there's the picture right there. Oh, yeah. You and producer yeah, Katie. Picture of producer Katie and I his, sweet, uh, getting to meet Matt. And, his yeah. speech was insane, right? Oh, um, <laughs> So Katie and I are still up in the 300 section for his speech. And man, I mean, he starts, you guys, he had his hands in his pockets, no note cards, totally from the heart and off the cuff. And he, he, he just, he delivered with such passion. He called out, you know, he starts going Seahawk fans from Idaho and Alaska and Hawaii. And everyone just starts standing up, screaming their heads off. And he, he talks about how his name's going up there, about how, he couldn't have done it without all his teammates. Of course, he starts naming guys off by name. And Lofa, he saved you for last, I think. And when he said, and Lofa to Tupu, I mean, the place, Lofa, if there was a roof on it, it would have come completely off. The place went absolutely bananas. And I'm wiping tears out of my eyes. I mean, it was, it was electric. I was yelling, Matt Hasselbeck for president at the top yeah, of my lungs. Everybody was, partner. <laughs> oh, I mean... And, um, yeah, to, to, 
to have his kids there and, and Sarah's yeah. wife, you know, I mean, you know, cause I, I don't think they were, they were, they should remember going to the games. Right. I mean, ESPN did a beautiful tribute where they had his last game, both of our last game, Beastquake, and he was walking with his son, Henry, uh, H2. I gave him that nickname when he was a little guy. He's walking with H2 on his shoulders and uh, off the field. And it's just like, it's like movie type mm. stuff that, you you know, you can't, you, you have to write it for, yeah. for any of that stuff to kind of like seem real. But it, it, I was there and it was insane to, to relive it. And for, like I said, just to have them see how much Matt means to, you know, not just Seattle, not just Washington, but the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they felt the, the the love and the energy that that everybody has for him. Absolute class act, man. Um, and you know, they always say, right, guys, like they say, you, you shouldn't meet your heroes, right? I beg to differ. It, yeah. You, it, what a gentleman! Just he's couldn't ho- be nicer. He's hilarious uh, too, isn't he? Great handshake. His wife, super sweet. Nice to meet her. And um, I'll just say, Lofa, being in a room with all of you guys, I mean, Matt, you, Chris Gray, Robbie Tobeck, the heater was there, uh, David Hawthorne, uh, yeah. Robert Turbin's in the room, uh, Cliff Averill, big, uh, Walt. big, big Walter Jones, Kenny Easley was in there. I mean, and to watch all of you guys, especially who played on that Super Bowl team, and your chemistry that you guys still have, and to be a fly on that wall, so to speak, and just kind of fade into the back of the room and watch you guys still laughing with each other and patting each other on the back and having fun with each other and the inside jokes that you guys all have and everything. I mean, it was just, it was awesome, man, for, for me, for me as a fan to be there and to see that and, and to see that it's just all real and all love. And it was just such a cool moment. And it's man. just and a I bunch thought, of big kids. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just making fun of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What a night. Nice it, so, it's amazing, yeah. right? It's, um, but th- there's, you know, it's a special bond when you go through what, what we've been through together. Um, you know, all the wins, all the losses. And, uh, and so it's kind of why, like, I, you know, I'm always trying to be so positive because it's, it's, it's a hard, you know, it's a hard career <laughs> that, you know, Can I don't you- think, yeah. And, um, but, you know, if you do it right, like Matthew did, you get to look back and, and, and see, you know, your name in the rafters like he did. So that yeah, was incredible. Uh, if you guys get a chance, uh, if you guys get a chance, all you Seahawk fans out there, go look up the speech. Look up Rabel, uh, Steve Rabel, the voice of the Seahawks, introducing Matt. That was wonderful as well. They clearly have a special bond also. And the whole thing was just awesome. So, Go look it up, everybody. Um, also, Lofa, uh, getting to meet your lovely wife in person, Rachel, super sweet. Awesome to meet her. Awesome to meet the family. Um, I think we're freezing a little and having technical issues, but we're moving on anyway. Let's wrap this thing up. Um, <laughs> we're the Seahawks podcast. I believe in Seahawks. You guys can email us. Seahawkspod at gmail.com is the email. If you have questions, comments, want to tell us your stories, where were you sitting? during Monday night football. Uh, what was your experience like? Share it with us at SeahawksPod at gmail.com. But Lofa, right now, let's break it down. What do you want to break it down to? I mean, we're going to stay right where we're at with the uh, Celebrate 8 for my man has. Oh, I love that. So put it up. All yeah. right. Celebrate 8 on three. One, two, three. Celebrate 8. Celebrate 8.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.